Hello and welcome to Of God and Man, the show whose listeners just don't give a crap. <laughs> this is your host, Brom French. It is great to be back with you. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at bromfrench at mail.com or 210-854-8029. And if you want to send me a text, that'll be great. Give me something to ignore. So uh, I had an epiphany here just a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, when the Lord made the world, the universe, and everything that in it is, when he spoke everything into existence, he spoke everything into existence except one thing. He did not speak man into existence. Instead, he reached into the dirt of the earth and formed man, breathed into man, and man became a living soul. I believe that was intentional. Look at everything we have done as humanity. We can now clone people. Or we can clone sheep, and it is believed with te technology we can now clone people. There is a problem, however. God did it from nothing. Except when he made man, he made man from something that was already there. And so we find in ourselves we can make nothing out of nothing. <laughs> God is the only one that can make something out of nothing. Good point, Brom. Where are you going? Thank you so much for asking. I have watched and seen and have even done it myself. Times pass. Try to take something that God has given me and break it and take it and tear it down to nothing and then make something out of nothing. But making something out of nothing is impossible for you and me. God is the only one that can make something out of nothing. And when it came to man, he didn't even make man out of nothing. He made man out of the dirt. And so I sat and I have watched as ministers, for instance, will try to tear down things that were already there to build something great. But ministers aren't the only ones. I've seen bosses on the job come in and tear down what the previous boss did, even if the previous boss didn't do a bad job. But we will tear it down because we want our own legacy. Now, here's a crazy thought. What if we took the initiative that God took? When God said, I've got dirt, that's enough to make man. And we have or we take what God has already given us and we make something great out of it. Wouldn't that be an interesting idea? And we see this principle plays all the way through in the Old Testament, even going into the New Testament. Because we see very clearly that after God made man, that never again did man or God make nothing or make something from nothing. What do you mean? Well, how did Israel get out of Egypt? But God used things that were already set up. He used nature to do it. Things that had already been set in motion. 
And so how would water come from a rock? There had to be a rock there. He used something that was there and made life come out of it. Even Jesus wasn't a nothing from nothing, but he was of the tribe of Judah from the seed of David. He took what already was there and built on it. It's an unfortunate thing to look around us and even see the tendency in myself to tear down what God has given because for some reason in our thinking, it's just not good enough. But you know what? If God gave it to me, it's good enough. And with God's help and grace, I can make something out of what appears like not much. Truth be told, I can make something out of something a whole lot easier than I can make something out of nothing. Because God is the only one that can make something out of nothing. He is it. Tell you what, let me take a break. And uh, when I come back, we'll go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. And real quick, before I forget, I want to make sure I say it. Uh, Bill, you know who you are. You are listening to this podcast at the moment. You know exactly who you are, Bill. And I'm telling you, I'm asking you right now, give a crap. Just give a crap. <laughs> Take a break. When we come back, we'll go through the Bible in a trillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never! And we are back. We're about to go through the Bible in a trillion years. We are in Genesis. Genesis chapter... 31. We're going to pick up the verse number 43. We're going to do quite a lot of reading. We're going to try to get through the chapter today if we can. So bear with me. Genesis 31 verse number 43. The Bible says this. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, these daughters are my daughters and these children are my children. These cattle are my cattle and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters or unto their children which they have born. Now therefore, come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones, and they took stones and made in heap, and they did eat there upon the heap. Laban called it Jegar, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but Jacob called it Gilead. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Galid, or however you pronounce that. <laughs> and uh, Mizpah, for he said, The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness between me and thee. Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar, which I have cast betwixt me and thee. This heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge betwixt us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac, then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mountain, called his brethren to eat bread. And they did eat bread and tarried all night in the mount. And early in the morning, 
Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned unto his own place. This is an interesting passage. I know you probably hear me say that quite a bit. But see, one of the things that Jacob did was he made peace with his adversary quickly. <laughs> he made peace with his adversary, the one who could have done him harm. And except for the Lord giving him the dream or the vision, he would have done him harm. Very possibly. But the Lord spoke and said, don't do him harm and don't do him good. Just uh, leave him alone. <laughs> so we're, this is the context that we're at. And verse 43 says that Laban says to him, what are you talking about? Not to do harm to your wives. Your, your wives are my daughter. We're picking up verse 43. It says, these are my daughters. These are my children. These, this is my cattle. And the children of my daughters, they're my grandchildren. So I'm not going to come to do you harm. I'm not going to come to destroy. Now, therefore, come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let us be for a witness between me and thee. Let's make a peace offering. Let's make a covenant. Let's go into a contract and recognize later on. Well, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to get there, but Jacob offers a sacrifice where they make the contract because that would seal the deal. If you ever watch the Dukes of Hazard, you'd see Boss Hogg spit in his hand and shake Uncle Jesse's hand after Uncle, Uncle Jesse spit in his hands, how they made the contract. This day in Scripture, they would offer a sacrifice. And so uh, let's pick it up. Now, therefore, come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. So now they are making an altar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, gather stones. And they took the stones and made in heap, and they did eat thereupon the heap. And so they have made an altar. They've made a heap. They're eating there. Laban names it one thing. Jacob calls it something else. Laban says this heap is a witness between me and you today. And therefore, the name of it was called Galid or something like that. The Bible says, for he said, verse 49, Mizpah, for he said, the Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. God only us, but our intent. Got to recognize the whole reason this was going on was the intent of Laban. God watch between us when we're absent one for another and watch our intent while we are. And if thou shalt afflict my daughters, shalt take other wives besides my daughters. No man is with us. See, God is witness between me and thee. In other words, God is a witness, not man. So if you break this, it's between us and God. Laban said to Jacob, behold this heap, behold this pillar which I have cast between me and thee. This is what is right between us is the representation of our relationship. It's all based here. Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, behold this pillar which I've cast between me and thee. This is it. This is our relationship. I won't cross that. You don't cross here. We see that in verse 52. The heap is witness and the pillar be witness that I will not pass over this heap to thee. Thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. Check this out. Isn't that exactly what the Lord did for us? That's what Calvary was. If you've ever seen Golgotha, you'll recognize Golgotha is nothing but a pile of rocks. But it was put there for a purpose to stop God's judgment from coming down upon us. He put a pile of rocks and said, I'm going to offer a sacrifice right here. And it's going to stop my judgment from crossing over to doing for doing harm to you. What an amazing, awesome parallel. Verse 53, the God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us 
and Jacob swear by the fear of his father Isaac. See this verse number 53, part one, the God of Abraham. And then he ends it by swearing in the fear of his father Isaac. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and now Jacob are all recognizing the same God. All of them, the same one God and the same men, the God of these men, are all recognizing this one thing. That it will not cross where the sacrifice has been offered. Then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mountain, called his brethren to eat bread. They did eat bread and tarried all night in the mount. Wow, they offered sacrifice and then they tarried. And early in the morning, Laban rose up, kissed his sons and his daughters, blessed them. Laban departed and returned into his own place. He went out in peace. What a beautiful awesome passage but i don't want to get past the most important where the sacrifice is offered that's where it's at you don't cross the sacrifice judgment won't cross the sacrifice that's why you got to put it under the blood thanks so much for listening we will talk to you later no!